right. Hello. It's my usual. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good day. Good, happy Friday. Happy weekend. How many more intros can I have? End of the week. Whatever you want to say. And hello to Erica. Especially. Hello. It's happy <laughs> hour somewhere. It's always happy hour somewhere. That's what we need to remember. <laughs> So obviously just joining, this is the Ladies Go Live. Obviously we're talking about the power behind this incredible woman. Her name is Erica Warfield. If you've not met her, I suggest you listen in and hear how the Queen Bee of Sales, as a title I love to give her, the Queen Bee of Sales, keeps herself tip top, in top shape and sends this through to her clients. So obviously I've said you're the Queen Bee of Sales. What exactly do you, does Erica do? Who? What do I do? Um, I do it all. Uh, basically, I, I act. The easiest way to say this is, I am a fractional VP of sales. So I have clients who come to me whose sales are hurting, and it's keeping them up at night. They may be to the point where they have to lay some people off, and they can't admit that there may be some strife happening in their house because there's so much stress at work. You know, so it's typically CEOs and decision makers that I'm working with. Um, and they, they basically want to get through, they want their salespeople to get through gatekeepers. They want to talk to high level B2B decision makers. They need to shorten their sales cycle. They need to ramp up their recurring revenue and get rid of all this stress and feel like they're back in control. And so that's kind of where I come in, helping them with their marketing, their sales and, um, some copywriting oftentimes. Um, and so I don't just come in and be a salesperson. I actually come in. And I might help them with their inbound strategy. I'll help them with their outbound strategy. Um, I might be doing some sales culture engineering on their behalf. So it's it's pretty all encompassing, and that's the easiest way I can describe that. All encompassing for business and individuals, from the sounds of it. Yes. <laughs> you keep up. Yes. Well, I think I think whenever somebody is in sales and they're not performing, it really puts the whole company at risk. It really comes down to the company has to be about the sales culture. And if that sales culture is not there, the sales team can't perform. And or if it's a solopreneur and they're doing founder selling, maybe they're at a loss and they're stuck. And so I'll work with solopreneurs, too. Um, but, yeah, the sales team will make or break. Without, without your sales, what business do you have? Exactly. <laughs> but of course, you know, I'm all about the health and well-being and it obviously makes you happy and successful. So yeah. how, let's connect the two. How do you put your health and well-being to make sure it influences, you know, a successful professional career? I think health and well-being, well, I think in any career. But especially in what I am doing, you know, is what I can speak to. And I've, I've had many iterations, whether that was in radio, TV, film, whether that was in sales, whether that was in academia, but especially sales. If you are not taking care of your mind and your body, it will. Are you getting feedback or is that just me? Uh, very slight. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I needed to turn something off. But um if you're not taking care of your mind and your body and your spirit, uh, you're not going to perform at work. Um, you will get burned out. You will, or at least I have experienced that. Um, I got burned out to the point of I went through a two-year illness. Yeah. And while I was bedridden off and on for two years, I was going through a divorce. And 
you know, that's really tough to go through when you have a type A personality and you're an overachiever. And, you know, that was sort of my, okay, pedal to the metal. You need to come to the realization you can't do it all. Um, and it affected everything to the point where I couldn't even work. So I think it is profoundly important what it is that you were doing uh, at Mind Body to help people ramp up their performance. Because oftentimes, and I think especially with women, we focus so much on the career that we let everything else fall to the wayside. I mean, it's not the career, it's your kids, your husband, what you do for someone else. Mm -hmm. And it gets lost in the middle. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's you know, that's a really good point because I don't have children. Mm. But I will say this, that I think we as women, we are so much about giving life just in general and giving vitality to others that we totally fall off the rails when it comes to ourselves. It's the typical sort of the caring, the nurturing sort of nature, which mm -hmm. can strengthen a woman and actually give us, you know, actually what makes us great leaders. But actually it can be our downfall if we let that dominate. Completely. Unfortunately, I have a husband. All I have to say is no more bandwidth. And he just says, what do you need? <laughs> How can I help? <laughs> or if he hears me just say, I can't care. <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> husband now. <laughs> I do. He is. He's brilliant. He's he's absolutely lovely. The power of a strong support network. He is. He is. And sometimes he sees it before me. He'll he'll be like, "Okay, you you need to sit down and you need to chill." <laughs> But actually, that that's actually highlights a lot of things because when it comes down to it, we get so um, subjective in what we're doing that actually we can't see the extent of the damage or say the negative, whether it is health and well-being, whether it is in sales, whether it's something we need that somebody the outside are looking in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and if you're if you are in the chat go ahead and leave some comments on, on if you relate to this. Have you gone to that place of burnout? Do you have a partner that says, okay, girl, you need to sit down, go take a nap. Do you have that support system? And if you don't, what are you doing to get that support system? So put that in the comments. We'd love to see that. Have you had that, oh shit, hit a brick wall moment and made your, you know. <laughs> it could be the littlest thing in the world. I mean, I'll show you one, one of, I say, one of mine. Obviously, there's been, you know, over the years, there's a few. I realized how when I had years ago, I had anxiety, you know, and it was obviously from other things going on. But I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And this is years ago. But the oh shit moment for me was I nearly walked in front of a car across the road. And it was just because I thought, oh, there's nothing there. I sort of glanced and then carried on. Mm -hmm. Such a simple little thing. And I was just like, oh, you are completely wired. Oh, hang on a second. You know, and it was that realization that I'm just a bit wired. You know, I wasn't ill. I wasn't sick. I wasn't that. And those are the little things that we need to watch the warning flags for. Mm -hmm. Until we end up, you know, you know obviously you've bedridden that, you know, that's a serious level. It was. It was. And I couldn't really tell anyone. You know, my parents are, you know, up in age. I wasn't about to worry them about that. Um, I really kind of went through that alone. I had a couple friends because there were times I literally, I couldn't even take care of myself at some points. Mm. So, um, 
it, it was it was just very very interesting to have to go through that whole situation and you know having to learn to take control of your own health you know in my case conventional western allopathic medicine was telling me we need to remove your uterus you need to sign this document in case we need to take your ovaries and you know you're unconscious um, so we're just going to harvest everything that we can but we don't know if this is really the problem yeah and I was like, okay, now you're talking of doing the symptom and not the root cause. And so I literally, from my bed, was searching what could be the root cause. Mm -hmm. And through uh, homeopathic, holistic alternative modalities, I did find it. And I was able to heal myself. So, you know, ladies, don't be afraid to buck up to mm -hmm. the authority sometimes to take control of your own health. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I would have gone into early menopause and been miserable. And also, it's it's a listening, recognizing those signs. You know, if you're feeling a bit bloated, it could be just something you've eaten, but it could be, you know, water. It could, it could be so many different things. Don't just mm -hmm. go. And this is this is where I get my big my big qualm is. Everyone goes if you go to the doctor. I feel sick. Go to the doctor. I'm like, hang on a second. You can vitamin D, natural defense, magnesium, immune system. You know, if women, here you go. They say about cystitis. And obviously, water infections, cranberry, just put it in your diet anyway. And your body naturally has a boost. And it's a great source of vitamin C. So mm -hmm. you don't need to suddenly go to the doctor in that crippling pain. Hibiscus powder, too. Ah, yeah. Uh, to make a hibiscus powder tea, um, it, it's a lot like cranberry and it's delightful. I was going to say, I'm not, I say, I've actually got my dandelion and burdock and this because dandelion is actually great for your liver. And you can mm -hmm. have liver yes. So yes. that's what's in my team. Yes. It will make you dump bile like no other. <laughs> I mean, I have done, I have tablets, you know, because if I feel my body needs, you know, I do have certain supplements and that. But, you know, drinking a tea, I'd rather have one of those a day, you know, where it just naturally boosts. Or if I feel, if I don't feel like I don't have it, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's that natural sort of response. Do you do that thing? Because I've done this and and I remember the first time I did it for Peter, he thought I was nuts. And then I made him do it too. But it's it's like kinesiology almost, where if you know you're needing a supplement, but you don't know which one, you can hold the supplement to your chest. And then you just allow your body to either, it will either lean forward or lean away. And you know whether the body's craving it. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> if you do it lying down, okay, here's the fun way to do it. If you do it like that with a bag, magnesium's great, particularly in metals. You yeah. hold it like a thing. It actually, if you've got too much in you, it spins. Mm -hmm. So obviously if you're standing, it will move away in that. But if you have it, um, it and you're lying down over your stomach, it will actually physically spin. And it's yes. amazing to watch. I went to an energy healer once as part of the alternative modalities that ended up not being the modality that helped me as much as some of the others, yeah. but she held like a, she made me lay down. She held a crystal kind of over all my chakras and she could yeah. tell me which one was out of alignment yeah. because it went counterclockwise. Yeah. Just doing it. I was like, that is so weird. <laughs> it was it's like, um, as well, when you, if you do um, meditation, you put the chakra stones on. Mm -hmm. you will sense so for example for me my throat chakra gets blocked so if I put, I put a tiny I'm talking like you know tiny and it but it felt like I had a brick on my throat I'm shocked that your throat chakra is the one no that does that yeah every, every, you hold stuff in yeah 
but I, I've obviously had military training and all this over the years and things like that. So, of course, I've obviously dealt at my, I say, I say walls, not kind of walls, but my way of dealing with things. And I mm-hmm. process things. My conscious mind is very analytical. So if I can't deal with something, I shut off and I go analytical, okay. which is why I figure. And I was like, actually, it's because you, you know, and this was like in the pandemic. This was when I found, you know, because obviously I got some new stones. And I found that one out. So I was like, ah, that explains, you know, the emotions. And yeah, I get this now because obviously emotion. Yeah. Yeah, it's never my throat chakra. I wish it kind of (laughs) was. My other ones, you know, the third eye gets a bit of pressure, but that's because it can't clear down. You know, it senses something's underneath it. But yeah, it's my throat one. And obviously, particularly as well, those who don't know about chakras, your throat chakra is obviously linked to your emotions. So everyone thinks it's just your heart chakra. It's not. Go a bit more into it. But we've actually got loads of support coming in. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, obviously, Barbara. We've got Sandeep. Obviously, saying hello to both of us. Rick. Thanks, Rick. Obviously, he's not coming up on here. Is that Rick McGatchy? Yeah, Rick McGatchy. He's with us. Yes. And hello. Uh, we've got Sylvia. So Sylvia's here with us as well. Sylvia, and- I adore Sylvia. Hello. So obviously, healing medicine is obviously of many forms. And, you know, mm-hmm. yes, we can't dispute the modern medicine and the need for it. But obviously, there's so much we can do ourselves and holistic side. And well, it just it needs to be functional. You know, yeah. right now it's kind of a dysfunctional approach Yeah, where it's one or the other and it can mm-hmm. be both and it can be beautiful and it can heal you like, like that, yeah. you know, and then you add prayer into it as well. I mean, you can conquer so much. Well, um, I'll say I would make you laugh because uh, I had a skin infection. Nothing serious before anyone oh. thinks oh my god oh my god um, <laughs> run away unclean <laughs> a standard bacterial skin infection so nothing unusual particularly being someone who's sporty you know and all this and I went to the GP and I said yeah and I said look I've done everything I've you know washed I've changed my deodorant I've you know because it was obviously just you know which is a completely so guys if anyone ever does get a rash in their underarms and everything it can happen because it's obviously bacteria and obviously the sweat and the heat can obviously form it. And so I obviously got, was it irritated? This was last summer when we were getting extreme heat. And I was like, going, I've changed deodorant. I've done all this. I said, like, have you even tried lemon? And he went, lemon? And I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a natural healer. And it's got properties that show against killing infections. Clary so, Sage too. He was like, I've never heard of that before. And I was like, no, I've come to you as a last resort because my body isn't healing naturally. And actually, I think this is obviously a bit deeper than my surface skin. So it's not healing. I need something else. And he was surprised the fact I actually tried lemon. They're they're surprised if somebody puts clary sage under their underarms, you know? I mean, they're just, I, I am convinced, I've told Peter this, you know, during all the witch trials and everything else, you know, I am convinced it was, you know, past medical doctors that were persecuting maybe women who were doing all natural herbalism. (laughs) You know what I mean? They were saying, here's some lavender tea. Here's some tea with a little bit of senna to make you go poo. I mean, and and I think it was these, these early doctors that were going after the women saying they're witches. 
it's like when you do yoga, like you like the sage and you take it around your room and you need to cleanse the room. It was like they were doing that. I was like, oh my God, you're obviously causing a curse on everything. <laughs> I will say, I will say burning sage smells a little weird, but. When I've got to some yoga, I'm like, I've smelled it. I'm like going, well, that explains why the room smells a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, the first time I smelled it was, it, I was working, a lot of people don't know this, I was working on a PhD in ethnomusicology, which is like the anthropological study of music. Yeah. So boring. But anyway, you know, we were taking this class and the the dean really of the department started cleansing the room as part of the exercise that we were doing on this anthropological study. And I had no idea. I was like, this smells like my childhood. What is this horrible smell? And they all started laughing at me because I've, I've never done that. And then they told me, well, that's what pot smells like. And then it dawned on me, my, my parents and their youth were hippy dippy. And so, <laughs> and I was like, oh, ah, I get that's it. not good. <laughs> I was like, Mom, did you know about this? <laughs> With me. I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I'm so sorry. We were different then. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, my God. Maybe that's why I'm so weird. But anyway. I would say special. <laughs> Have a little sparkle, Panaz. <laughs> yes. So obviously the pan, you know, obviously I hinted like pandemics hit me emotionally, and I've shown these sort of things that like my body is physically. Hey, I had a rash, you know. It kind of my body went. Oh no, how is your? How have you been affected? Either physically or your physical fitness levels? What, what's happened over the last twelve months for you? Uh, you know, it's. I would definitely say I'm not as active. Um, you know, just recently Texas has had this bizarre snowstorm. Yeah. And, you know, so the people in the North are kind of making fun of us and it's like, well, all right, let's look at this really. Imagine what you guys experience up in New York, but you have no infrastructure to deal with it. Yeah. And that's what we're going through. So um, I'm like, y'all shut up. And when you have 111 degree heat, I won't make fun of you this coming summer. <laughs> um, so that too has made us a little bit less active, you know, having this weird winter weather that we're going through and we can't really get out. But I would say overall, um, the pandemic didn't affect me like most. I've been focusing a lot on mental. I've been focusing a lot on spiritual. Um, I'm not as physical. And I know that's just a stretch in the road. And I have to give myself grace for that um, by focusing on other areas. But I will say the other part of that was my business took off. Yeah. because everything went virtual sales and it was something I specialized in. So I'm keeping insanely busy on top of that. Um, so there's not that depression of, oh my gosh, I'm not moving and I'm not doing anything. I'm actually still quite busy. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you have to say, if you can do it through your work or, you know, moving around and obviously that's always a good thing. But yeah. you have something really important there because you said about a grace period. So give yourself some grace. And that actually, the mindset of that and your mental well-being with doing that, because if you didn't, that becomes that negative conversation. It does. And, you know, that I, I made a commitment because at one point they didn't know if I was going to live. They didn't know what was wrong with me. I mean, I literally was five foot four and I dropped down to 95 pounds. 
Um, and everybody, I, I actually had somebody at one point tell me <laughs> I look like an Auschwitz survivor, which I thought was very extreme and a slap in the face to anybody who had experienced anything remotely like that. Um, it, I wasn't that bad. But um, I made a promise to myself that I wasn't ever going to let stress or external factors or anything that I was going through happen like that again. So I've been, I have to be super mindful mm -hmm. um, in giving that grace, in giving radical acceptance. You know, when I dropped down to 95 pounds um, and when, if I had to be out and a stranger saw me, I would get that look like she must be anorexic. And I had to have a radical self-acceptance. Um, and I never think it's appropriate for anybody to talk about anybody else's body. I don't care what they look like. That's not for you. And I think for me, anyway, going through that, I when I did finally start putting the weight on, I got so used to being a stick. <laughs> when I finally started, I was like, oh, there's a carb squishy. I, I'm going to name that Gertrude. You know, I had to have a radical acceptance <laughs> of my carb squishies. And okay, now I need to go exercise. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's like so important, especially in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. You have to love everything, your wobbly bits and all, because they're part of who you are. And actually, everyone has, here you go, guys, everyone has a wobbly bit, a bit of a stretch mark, mm -hmm. a mark or something they don't like. Everyone has that. And you sit there going, I want to be looking like somebody else. But you might be comparing your day one to someone's day thousand. Or comparing yourself to somebody who's so Photoshopped and airbrushed. Oh, that, that, I mean, the media is horrible. And I have to say, some of them, because you can go on these, you know, if you go on, you can literally um, put filters. And it's like, okay, to a point, you kind of go, okay, I want to make myself look black and white. Okay, fair enough. Let's black and white my photo. Easy. But then you, some of them are literally like, change your eye color. Let's change your jaw. Let's shape this. And you're just like, why are you trying to hide your face? Mm -hmm. That's who you are. Yeah. And Sonia's with us. I love my body. Sonia. I love that you love your body, Sonia. And I have to say, you should tell yourself every single day, that I love my body. And all the wonderful things you love about your body. Yeah. And that, and this is one thing as well, as women, we kind of get, because someone shared something with me about how um, women don't self-promote as much as men. And some of that is the promotion of ourselves and actually believing the confidence in ourselves. Whereas a guy will go, oh, I can do that job. Oh, I'll just go for it. You know, a woman will go, wow, I can't do all th like these one things, you know, so we, we always look more on the critical and actually what we should be saying is actually I'm amazing. I've got a wrinkle here. Thanks only for that one. I've got a wrinkle, you know, <laughs> my smile's great or this. And it's just like, okay, like, I, I mean, I have my things. We were talking about my nose before. I was like, if I had to stand this way, I can see the bump in my nose. And I'm like, yeah, but it's awesome this way. Your bump is precious. I have a bump. I know. it's. From, I've got it from my break. So it's it's noticeable in the one way. Well, but, I got mine from DNA, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've adopted mine for three years. And uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah, I mean, like even before the pandemic, I started noticing, and I always told my hairdresser, there will come a time I'm going to stop dyeing my hair. I just do this for fun. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of these women that dye my hair to hide the gray. 
And so I was a redhead for a long time. And then I switched to brown and then I would streak it with purple and do all this stuff that you're not yeah. supposed to do. And there came a time I started noticing my gray wasn't coming in as a stripe. It was coming in strands. Yeah. And so I guess a year before the pandemic, I said, I'm going to stop. And I said, eventually I may have you color my hair like Halle Berry Storm <laughs> in X-Men and just go for it. Um, and then the pandemic happened and nobody could color their hair and you could see it in all the Zoom calls. And I was so grateful I had stopped coloring my hair and I just decided I'm going to embrace the gray. Yeah. I'm for anybody that does not know, I am 51. And I just said, 51, what am I going to do? Color my hair until I'm 80? I have the Japanese. I'm trying to look for the gray hair now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's it's there. Fabulous. <laughs> It's there. You don't look 51. You look amazing. Thank you. That's the Japanese. We always say, because my mother's Japanese. My mm -hmm. whole mother's side of the family is Japanese. And I was teasing her that Asian don't raisin. So <laughs> I take after the Japanese side of my family. But uh, ironically, the, the gray took after the Caucasian side of my family because they don't gray until later in life. The Asian side all gray and you know when they're 19. So I got this like weird mix of DNA going on. I'm grateful for it. As I say, hybrid. Yes. <laughs> Best of several worlds. <laughs> yes. Obviously, you give absolutely phenomenal advice because you're actually giving it, even just sharing your story, you know, about how to take care of your health and well-being. If you went back and spoke to yourself when you were younger, 16, 17, 18, what would you say? I... And I, I think I would say this to any 16, 17, 18 year old. I think of my nieces. Um, I actually have had to say this to my nieces, but you will continue to intimidate many, many people. Do not dim your light for others who are uncomfortable with their own insecurities. Um, hold your head high when others project their own ick onto you because they will project their own ick onto you. And know that, you know, high school isn't over. Yeah. Life is one great big high school where folks just have bigger toys and credit cards. And so you got to keep your blinders on, walk your talk, walk your walk and give while maintaining your boundaries. And then I think on a side note, by the way, learn everything you can about narcissists because <laughs> they're everywhere and they're attracted to empaths and they will seek you out you know, to hide their own lack of authenticity. They will seek to employ you. They will seek to just use you. And if you're an empath out there, learn everything you can about narcissists and run the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think I would do that. Do run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run, no contact, ghost, do what you can. Um, because I, I really there's something not right there. And we're seeing a society more, they're just everywhere. It's becoming more prolific. And I think the final thing I would probably say is wait to marry until you're 48 because you will meet the love of your life and he will be your best friend. And oh, um, he'll be 22 years younger than you. So kudos to you on waiting. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Again, the age. Age is a number. When you look at chronological age, it's obviously years you've been alive. Mm -hmm. if you look at biological age, it's how young you look and feel. Mm -hmm. And of course, you look amazing. 
Oh, you've got so much to offer. You're absolutely full of energy. Like I said to start with, ever since I connect with you, you were like, come here, welcome to the party. And it, it, it was energy. It wasn't, it wasn't a mess. It was energy. And every time I come out, I'm just like, as soon as I see it, I'm like, ah. And it and it comes across even in just a few lines and words. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> So the fact you tell me you've got a guy who's 22 years younger, one, I've met him, I know he's a badass, he's awesome. <laughs> <And> <laughs> secondly, he matches how awesome you are. Oh, he is amazing. He is amazing. And every day he's just like, I love your gray hairs. I love this. I love that. I mean, he just, ladies, if you find somebody who cherishes you, and all the things you hate about yourself, he he tells you you're crazy. These are the things I love about you. Oh my gosh, best friend. Yeah. And also, don't do the. Oh, you must be lying. Don't have that negative. Just go. Mm -mm. Thank you. I am awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So exactly. There's a, there's a strong message to share for the world right now. Ladies, if you've got a guy or a guy gives you the compliments for the things you think are bad, grab him and say, thank you. Yes, and run off like you stole something. <laughs> <laughs> run quick. <laughs> so obviously, you know, that that's a great tip. But have you got any sort of advice that you think others would value? Um, you know, I really... I. I say it all the time on LinkedIn. I really do think I'm kind of the least of the apostles. Um, I think if I were to give just one, it's, uh, you know, what I already talked about is radical self-acceptance and radical self-love um, for wherever you are at any given moment. This is a word for me too. You know, I don't have this nailed down. I constantly have to do it myself. Um, and I, I have to remember that God cannot love me, you, anyone anymore. And he cannot love me, you, anyone any less. Mm -hmm. It's where you are at that moment. And if, if that's the case, which it is, then why can't we radically love ourselves in that same way? Radical love. I think there's the hippie coming out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hippie dippy born again Christian, everybody. <laughs> Just absolutely awesome, married to a complete badass. Yes. <laughs> As Joe says it. Thanks, Joe. She is awesome. Oh, Joseph. And uh, that's Sylvia again, obviously saying beautiful. So obviously a lot of love and support in the room. So I know I want to keep talking to you because I just love talking to you. I, I every conversation you. is just amazing. I've ever, you know, obviously the first time you and I jumped on a call was actually Christmas. Thanks, Nick, for that one. You know, that so although we've been connected, I actually didn't realize we connected in April. I thought it was a lot longer because of how lovely you were from day one. I didn't realize it was April 2020 we connected. I didn't realize it either. I saw you type that in there. I was like, has it only been, we haven't even been connected a year. Of course, that could be the pandemic making time, yeah. forcing everybody to slow yeah. live, <laughs> live slowly. <laughs> time changes <laughs> but that also shows the sort of relationships that you build because time has no meaning it's a case of you feel like you've known you forever and obviously if that's what I perceive god knows what your clients perceive because you know if you are off the same energy I'm sure there'd be a client for life <laughs>
Oh, Liz. I'm going to get off this call and I'm going to have to go retouch my makeup. <laughs> that is so Yay! sweet. I'm, I'm here to make people happy. Half of my job, okay. Yes, yeah, so I can help. Happiness is essential. So if I can bring a smile, then I've hit my job. You know, you do so much more than make people happy. You bring the joy. You know, and joy is about contentment. Joy is everlasting. Happy can be fleeting, but you always bring the joy. I try to bring my magic wand. As we notice, I've just started call myself the fairy godmother of wellness. Do you really? I like that. I've seen that. Yeah, fairy, uh, fairy okay. godmother of wellness. It, it kind of came up because I've spoken a few times about, you know, you can have all the tools and techniques. You know, you don't need a fairy godmother. You only need her to give you the tools and techniques. Mm -hmm. So I've talked about this a few times because, to be honest, I'm still a little girl at heart, you know. It's, oh, we all are. Every girl's a little princess. Every woman should be a princess. You know, we always want to grow up into be this something. And there is magic in the world. So it might not be like whether you believe it's magic, but there is something beyond whatever you want to believe. So I like to be able to share a little magic to people's lives. And that's a little happiness. So, yeah. Anyway, it's not about me, it's about you. So, back to you. How can we get a hold of you? Obviously, the I've got all your links, is that correct? Yeah, uh, people can get a hold of me through my LinkedIn profile. Um, it's just ends in Erica Warfield. Uh, my LinkedIn business page, which is Erica Warfield Sales. Um, my Facebook business page, which is, you know, facebook.com slash Erica Warfield dot com spelled out. <laughs> I'm so yeah. original. <laughs> yeah. Quite easy. It means we can't not find you. And the fact is on your website, the one we've put in the top is actually the link to do the avatar and everything as well. So actually you are helping people get started. Yes. Yes, because none of you know, whether you're a solopreneur or a company or whatever mm -hmm. it might be, none of your messaging matters if you are talking to the wrong peeps. So you got to know your peeps and you've got to know what they're feeling and their emotions at the top of the hour. I was saying, you know, the people I work with, what keeps them up at night, the emotions that they're feeling, mm -hmm. you know, are they going to have to lay off people? Is this causing strife at home because I can't get it together and has my team figured it out that our sales are suffering and I'm, I'm throwing spaghetti on a wall. You know, you've, you've got to know what your avatar is thinking to be able to speak to them like, you're a real person too. So if you're a CEO, solopreneur, and you're throwing spaghetti at the wall, <laughs> website, get your avatar clear, get that picture painted. And if you need anything more, obviously reach out because obviously she's utterly awesome. And even a conversation will add value to your life. So Erica, thank you, thank you for joining me. It's been utterly awesome. And thank you everyone for listening and all the amazing positivity in the comments. It's been a fantastic 35 minutes. And until next time. I appreciate you all. Bye.